This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson, and welcome to our continuing series of reports about the latest developments in Parkinson's disease research. Right now, there are a variety of drugs, like cinnamon, that can effectively treat some Parkinson's symptoms. But finding a drug that goes beyond symptom relief and actually slows down the course of the disease has been a much tougher task. Recently, I spoke with Fox Foundation researcher Dr. Brian Fisk about why that pursuit is so important and so challenging. So drugs like cinnamon, we call these symptomatic treatments. And we know for Parkinson's disease that a lot of these symptoms, uh, certainly the movement problems in Parkinson's, are caused by a loss of dopamine in the brain. And so a lot of drugs can essentially replace that dopamine or sort of energize that dopamine system and therefore alleviate those symptoms. But meanwhile, you're continuing to, yeah. the disease is continuing, exactly. you're still exactly. losing those so the idea dopamine you're, you're really just sort of like in a very short-term uh, time period, just kind of uh, masking those symptoms for a period of time while you're taking the drug. But once you go off the drug, the symptoms come back. And so it's not really altering the underlying disease. One drug that many researchers thought might alter the underlying disease is Azelect. It's a class of uh, drug that blocks a certain enzyme in the brain that helps to break down dopamine. So uh, Azelect blocks that degradation of dopamine, so the idea that it will then allow dopamine to kind of hang out for a little bit longer in the brain. Azelect's symptomatic benefit comes from its ability to help you hold on to the dopamine you've got. But Teva, the company that makes Azelect, wanted to also market the drug as one that slowed the progression of the disease. Last month, an advisory committee of the FDA rejected the company's request. As Brian Fist notes, it's a case study in how difficult it is to prove that a drug actually modifies the course of the disease. I attended the FDA advisory committee and heard both Tiva's side and the FDA side, and there was clearly some differences in opinion about how the statistics were done. And so one group, Tiva, claimed they were seeing benefits, but FDA presented alternative statistical analysis that suggested that um, the benefits they were seeing maybe really weren't there. Uh, I think the other complicating factor was the fact that um, Sativa tested two doses, a one milligram dose and a two milligram dose. And they found statistically that the one milligram dose was seemed to be hitting all the criteria for showing disease modifying benefit, but the two milligram dose had no effect. So it really um, left the results somewhat inconclusive in that there was no sort of clear hypothesis, um, biological rationale to support why a lower dose would work, but that slightly higher dose would not. The vote was only advisory, and Azelect is still a viable symptomatic option for patients, but it illustrates a key part of the challenge facing Parkinson's researchers. It's not only difficult to find a disease-modifying agent, we also don't have a good way to measure whether that potential agent is effective. I think the, one of the biggest challenges uh, that we see in this field is the fact that right now the only way you can really test a drug to see whether it has a benefit is to look at the clinical symptoms of the person with the disease. And as many Parkinson's patients know, their symptoms change from day to day, and they came in, in the morning to see the doctor. It may be very different if they came in the afternoon. And so it's a very, very um, noisy, noisy measure. Parkinson's is unlike a disease like hypertension, where you can measure a patient's blood pressure and determine whether a particular medication is actually working. With Parkinson's, there's no yardstick to measure what's going on inside the brain. 
That's why the Fox Foundation is leading an effort to come up with what's called a biomarker for Parkinson's, in essence, a better yardstick. What we don't have and what none of the trials have really been able to look at are biological measures of the disease process. And this is where a really big effort, I think, of the community, and especially for the Fox Foundation, has been around a focus on finding and developing biomarkers for the disease progression. The initiative is called PPMI, for Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, a yardstick that Fisk believes will play a crucial role in helping scientists discover what can truly modify the disease. I'm optimistic in that there are a lot of potentially promising disease-modifying ideas that are currently in the pipeline right now. And so I think the real issue is uh, getting these effectively to the point where they can be clinically tested, but then more importantly, in our view, having the right tools in place to clinically test them appropriately. In our next report, we'll look at another possibility for disease modification, a so-called therapeutic vaccine for Parkinson's. For more information on how you can participate in Parkinson's research, including the PPMI Biomarkers Project, visit michaeljfox.org. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.